It's Friday, and it's time for Let's Eat with me, Chef Nick. Join us from 3 to 4 for an hour of food, drink, and a little information. Call in and have a chance to win a gift card. Call 769-9577. Thanks for tuning in to Lakeshore Public Radio, 89.1 FM, WLPR. Good afternoon, Lakeshore listeners. Welcome to Let's Eat. I'm Chef Nick, and that's my co-host and partner, Right over there, I can touch him if I wanted to, Jose Rodriguez. <laughs> That's me. And thanks for tuning in for another hour of food and fun. And we like to hear from you. We want you to interact. Uh, that's one of the rules, right, Jose? Yep, yep. We want people to call in, 219-769-9577. Uh, somebody was calling in. You just got to hang on. We probably don't take a caller for another 10 minutes. So remember, 219-769-9577. And if you want to check us out on Instagram, well, check out Let's Eat. P-O-D. That's Let's Eat P-O-D. And you can see pictures of our guests, the food, um, a little bit of uh, uh, talking. What is that called? A reel? Oh, uh, the TikTok? And, yeah. Oh, the reel. Yes. Yeah, the yeah, reel. Instagram see, reel. See, yep. at my age, I don't, I, I don't know what reels are. And you're laughing at me, Aiden. <laughs> Aiden Aiden's our guest here with Michael Chichani from uh, the uh, Lighthouse Whole Food Grill out of Hobart. And they're going to open one up in Miller. And Aiden is, how old are you, Aiden? Seven. Seven years old, and he's um, he doesn't know if he wants to do food or radio, Jose. Really? Between the two? Wow. <laughs> I actually had the same dilemma in college. So Did there you? you go. So today our guest is uh, Michael Chichani from the Lighthouse Whole Food and Grill, and before we get to him, how you doing, Jose? Me? Oh, I'm doing fine. So yeah. did, you, did you dress warm, or did you dress, you know, like it's going to be summer still? Like today? Yeah, today. No. Tomorrow, no, today. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, you look pretty casual. I, I dress casually. I put a little bit of extra layers on, thinking it was going to be cold. When I came into the studio. Well, every time I try to predict the weather, it does the opposite. So yeah. I'm trying to. So predict cold. Predict cold for this weekend. Yeah, so it could be nice and warm. Oh man. Uh, well, anyway, so it, yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be that way. So I, I guess by the time we get out of this studio, it might be only 40 degrees out there. Oof. I know. That's what I'm saying. Get mm-hmm. ready for winter. Get ready for that Bears game on Sunday, too. They're going to be playing in the cold. I love that, Michael. I love watching a Bears game in my living room while they're freezing and I'm eating popcorn. <laughs> that is football weather. So without any further ado, we're going to start on talking to Michael Chichani from Lighthouse Whole Food and Grill out of Hobart. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having us. You know what? And I want to thank you for doing the game night, too. Yeah, you did a couple of the. Uh, you did the game night where you fed out the crew during the football games, the high school football games we had uh, a few weeks ago. And I tell you what, everyone ranted and raved all about the food that I brought in from your place. They just loved it. And I guaranteed when we're done with this and we open up that that door to the other room where the food is, it's all going to be gone. And my wife Karen's going to be upset because she's not going to get any. I'm going to have to run and get some more before. Uh... Uh, you got you to watch them sneak <laughs> out of like, here. Where's yep. the commercial break? Right, right. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so Michael, uh, why don't you give us a little background about yourself? Uh, again, my name is Michael Shatani, and I'm one of the co-owners of the Lighthouse Whole Food Grill in Hobart, Indiana. At the uh, Lighthouse, this is the uh, second location for the Lighthouse. The uh, original location is in Hyde Park, um, and actually this uh, month makes 10 years for the original location mm. there in Hyde Park. Is there only one? It's just you and the Hyde Park location? It's us in the Hyde Park location uh, currently. That uh, We've had a couple other locations that, that we've uh, put in other, other places, and then it just hasn't worked maybe mm-hmm. uh, perfectly. But uh, Let me ask you about that. Do you think it's... When, that, when you say it doesn't work, do you think it's location, location, location? 
Because your food is great. It's a combination of uh, the location, and then it's the uh, a lot of it too is it's just like with the with the buildings that we uh, tend to rent a lot of the buildings, mm-hmm. and so um, you bring good things, and, and and people say, oh, there's a lot of people going in and out of that building. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when it's time to have a lease come up for renegotiations, they try to raise the rent quite a bit because they think you're doing well. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, as like I said, everything has its, its pluses and minuses, but we we try to uh, make sure that we're we're able to uh, give back to the community and and also be a, a thriving member of the community. So, um, yeah, so we've we've uh, put location in different places and, and and we've had success everywhere we've there we've gone. Uh, it's just a matter of again just uh, trying to make sure that the financials uh, look right. And and when COVID hit, I know that kind of uh, made it kind of hard on some of our locations, but. Um, it made us uh, rethink the the business model a little bit too, and so when we opened up Hobart, uh, instead of having a, a larger unit with uh, with tables, so we went to more of a, a takeout model, and it seemed to be uh, work a little bit better for us and make it a little bit more sustainable. That we're we're able to uh, also uh, duplicate that a little bit easier and faster uh, than we've been able to do in the past when we've had the the larger units uh, with. Uh, with, with more tables inside yeah which causes more uh, overhead correct and then if you're doing plates and stuff like that it's just more and more costs exactly and then, and then and more then, employees as well that we need uh, to staff the, right the, with the smaller you know, location the, the staffing uh it's been a little bit easier uh, to uh, to find enough uh, enough help for, for for the rushes you know what's funny it's like it, this it almost correlates with the house don't most mm-hmm. people say oh i want a big house with a big yard yeah, but what happens? The tax bill. <laughs> the tax bill, right? The heating bill, mm-hmm. the air conditioning, you know, cutting the grain. So mm-hmm. bigger is nice, but bigger costs more, too, in it the does. long run. That's true. I'm yeah. just looking for a little box to live in. <laughs> I got even, one in my trunk. Can't even get that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just got my pogo stick out of it. Here, I'll give you the box that came in. But uh, um, so this location, Hobart, how long you been there for? I've been, it's been 18 months. Oh, re- oh, so when we had you on, you just basically opened just up opened up <laughs> and you're already ready to expand yes we're looking at saying that like it's uh was one of those that when we did this model that um at the time that uh, our overhead structure uh, made it where we probably wanted to have multiple locations so that we could spread that overhead um across uh, and again just to make it uh, make the financials work out better so we've been able to optimize uh over the course of the past year though so that even with the one location that um, we're doing pretty well there and and now again like i said with the with the business model that we came up with with the takeout only mm-hmm. we've, uh, we've got it organized and got the flow right and so now we feel like that this is a, a chain that we can duplicate and with the food and everyone loves the food and mm-hmm. now, now it's about getting it closer to them mm-hmm. and uh, we find that, that there's uh, customers that come out to Hobart from from East Chicago of course from, from Gary Miller from Valparaiso Portage Chesterton um, 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 from Sherrillville area and so coming from all over the region they come from the four seasons yeah, it's really right down seasons. 51 down there right exactly and, and and the ones that are further out Instead of coming more often, they're like, well, I'd love to come more often, but it's just such a long drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the DoorDash and Uber, that it's, it's kind of harder to find uh, with gas prices, drivers that are willing to, to take the meal eight, meal, eight miles out. Um, so it, so it's, it was um, making it a little bit more of a, uh, a strain both either on us or the customers. So we're like, well, what's the solution? The solution is to put restaurants starting to get closer and closer to, to where the customers are. So... Uh, so we're looking at like Miller for our next location, but and we, why Miller? 
Uh, well, it, it just actually is it worked out. getting rejuvenated down there? It, it is getting like? rejuvenated that um, about a... Uh, roughly about a year ago that uh, uh, we were approached after uh, the pastor of, of one of the churches there, uh, Pastor Maurice White, he came in and he had the food. He loved the food so much, and he just uh, came back and said, well, I'm opening up a, a new strip mall, and I, I had it pretty much full, but I have to have the lighthouse in, in this strip mall, that it's uh, that the, the people of Gary need this type of food. And and just you can't get the the taste and the combination with the the healthy um, menu um, there in Gary. It was more of being like a like a food desert there. Right. And and so we started talking about it, and then we started looking at, at what was being invested in that intersection. That with the uh, double track project uh, for the South Shore Line, mm-hmm. uh, with them combining uh, US 12 and US 20. Um, actually, they combined it. So right before our strip mall, that the, the roles actually combined, so 12 and 20 are together. So there's more traffic there. Um, there's a, a brand new parking lot that they built for the South Shore, and the exit of that parking lot faces our front door. Oh wow! So um, if the federal government is spending tens of millions of dollars in an intersection, they must know something. They right? must know something. And so um, <laughs> you're and just piggybacking on it. There, there you go. And so um, and it, it actually then it fit uh, some of our demographics too that. Of, of of who our customer base w- was, and we do get a lot of customers coming from uh, from Gary that that was were, were saying that's like boy, that well, I love your food is just that we can't come as often as we want to just because of the distance, and so um, and so coming there it, it brings it a little bit closer to them, and then so instead of coming once every month, now we're looking at them coming once a week or two three times a week. And and so I mean and that's the, probably one of the best things too about uh, about the lighthouse is that the menu is so diverse that you can actually come and eat every day and it's like you're eating at five different restaurants uh, mm-hmm. because you have American type food with buffalo chicken American all American steak bowls um, you have uh, Mexican food with tacos nachos quesadillas uh, you have Italian food with fettuccine alfredo. Uh, you have Asian food with stir-fry bowls. Uh, so it's, it's a, a, a lot of different menu items, and it, it allows you to be able to taste something different on every visit so you don't feel like that you've been eating the same thing. Even though we do get a lot of customers that will come and get the same thing of course. <laughs> every single day. Um, we've been told we have the best Alfredo um, in, in the area, so... Uh, even uh, we have people that say, "Well, I make Alfredo Alfredo at home, so I'm a, I'm I'm real picky about my my fettuccine Alfredo." And then they say, "But they eat ours." And say, "But uh, I I gotta stop making it at home because this is better than what I make at home." Mm-hmm. So, so Aiden, what's your favorite item on the menu? The chicken tenders. The chicken tenders, and I hear you're gonna come up with a new a new item. Yep. Yeah. What's your new item gonna be? A kids' burrito. A kids' burrito. Ooh. There, there's a pretty broad space. I'm um, taste buds there. So, do you help out at all, Aiden? Huh? Do you help out? Sometimes. Sometimes. Huh? Which Which one of your duties there? A lot of time I do um cashier or the dishes. Oh, the mm. dishes. Huh? Or sometimes I do do something with my dad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, have you ever had any other occupations? Yes, actually, that I um, graduated from Purdue just like you did, uh-huh. <laughs> and so I graduated with a degree in electrical engineering. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so I, I spent uh, 20 years in corporate America uh, doing mainly sales and marketing um, in Michigan City, Indiana, 
And so I, I traveled the world for doing that for 20 years. And then um, it was time to say, all right, well, I did that. So let's sign and retire and find something new, something that I wanted to have of my own. Mm-hmm. So uh, at that time, I was thinking, well, I'll open up a, a bowling center. and then A bowling center? I, I, and that way I could just bowl every day. So <laughs> you like to bowl, huh? I, I do. It's like when I was at Purdue, I worked at the bowling alley oh, uh, I in the union. There. Yeah, and, in the union. There. I was there every single day uh, bowling. So my bowling there at that time was free. So I was bowling six, seven games a, a day. That's cool. <laughs> and, I remember and, that place, too. <laughs> You know, it's, it's weird. It's so changed so much now. Oh, so. yeah. Purdue is like Hollywood compared to when <laughs> I went there. Uh, folks, if you want to call in, 219-769-9577. 219-769-9577. We have the folks here from the Lighthouse Whole Food Grill out of Hobart, and they're going to be opening up a new location in Miller. So give us a call. They give gift cards to give out. Um, the Miller location, when do you expect that to be open? We're expecting that to be open in January. So we have some equipment that right now that is still the with the economy going the way it is that, that some of the equipment takes a little bit longer to get in. So um, so we're looking at January for having the uh, the last uh, piece of equipment, our, our kitchen hood, which <laughs> is, of course, really important with us uh, doing so much grilling and frying. Right. right. Um, hours of operation at the Hobart store? Monday through Thursday, we open at 10.30 a.m. and close at 9 o'clock p.m. On Fridays, uh, we observe the the Sabbath, so we actually close at dusk on Friday to mm. dusk on Saturday, and so right now winter t- winter hours just began in November, and so we open at 10:30 a.m. and close at 4:30 p.m. Um, and then for the winter hours, we will open on Saturdays from 5 o'clock p.m. to 8 p.m. and Sundays 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mm. You ever thought about doing any breakfast? We thought about doing breakfast, and we actually did last fall. Uh, we did uh, uh, just experiment with how many people would get in in the morning. We uh, partnered with uh, uh, a local donut uh, company, and, and we did donuts in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so it worked pretty good in the beginning, the first month, and, and then it just started to going down. Going down where <clears throat> it wasn't enough to be sustainable to have the extra help to. Uh, to open up that early in the morning, but we experimented. We did uh, uh, breakfast tacos, breakfast burritos, uh, breakfast quesadillas. So um, you gave it a shot. Yeah, we gave it a, a shot. And I mean, everyone, of course, loved um, a lot of those options. It's just that um, when we is it, for a breakfast restaurant, they typically are open at six and then they're done by three. Right. So you're not as worn out uh, when you're right. open until nine o'clock at night, getting out at nine thirty, ten o'clock. And then you don't want to have to be back in there at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. So. Yeah. You know, I, I gave that a try at my restaurant, too, where we opened up at 7, but we were mm-hmm. open until 9. I was the only guy. It lasted for about maybe two months, and yes. it, we didn't get quite the response that I thought we would. And it's like, you know, if it isn't good, just don't push it because then it just burns you yes. out and a lot of waste and things like that. So uh, give everyone an, an idea of what the atmosphere when they walk into the Hobart store, like uh, – what the system is when you order, what they should expect. So when they walk in, they, they feel already comfortable before they come in. Well, customer service is one of the areas where we really pride ourselves. And so uh, when you walk in, you will be greeted by one of our cashiers. And um, we have uh, menu boards that are uh, behind the cashier. We also have paper menus. Um, and you also can scan with your phone a QR code if you uh, rather have a non-contact menu. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the cashier or even one of our cooks will come up and, and answer any questions that you may have on the menu just because there is such a, a wide variety. 
Uh, we do have a lot of vegan and gluten-free options as well. So uh, so we have a very healthy menu, and so it's, you tend to get a lot more questions um, about some of the ingredients or you may have allergies, and, and then we will uh, help um, steer the customer to the right direction uh, uh, to avoid some of those those allergies. And you said at the Hyatt, Hyatt Park, right? Is that where the other location is? The other location is yeah. the Hyatt Park. Yeah, and you worked there, right, for a while? I didn't, but uh, a were... few of my staff members that, that helped us open up. Okay. Uh, we brought three staff members uh, from Hyde Park to help us uh, to get trained up and to open up. Uh, be, um, the the Hobart location, so, so to make sure that the service level and the the taste of the food was the same as so South Park. you're trying to you know like being a it's you're trying to franchise right correct okay so the, the the recipes are all the same the recipes are all the same and we use all of the same seasonings that um, are all come from the same sources so so what's what's the mission do you have a do you guys have like a mission statement or anything like that about your place. Yeah, well, the the mission is that uh, we uh, want to be able to feed uh, people. Uh, that we, we look at it that uh, um, as as a company that we want to marry healthy eating, a healthy lifestyle, uh, with great tasting food. That um, our founder, the way that the lighthouse came about, was that uh, him and his wife uh, were going out to dinner, and she was a vegetarian, and so. She was having a lot, uh, a lot of problems trying to find vegetarian options at, at a lot of restaurants. And then when they found restaurants that had vegetarian options, that he really didn't like the taste of the food. Okay. And so they were like, "Well, it really needs to be something that that has healthy options, but still has uh, great flavor, great taste." And so uh, that's was the mission was to to come up with that type of a solution to that problem. Now, do you have any artistic create creativity allowed there? Can you just come up with something just to? Yes, actually, that uh, that we, we do have some of that flexibility. I, I, of course, run it by my, uh, my business partner, who's the the founder of the brand. Uh, but uh, we've come up with some uh, some uh, different menu items there for for our Hobart location. That that uh, like I said, like the garlic rolls that we use mm-hmm. that. Um, we were find, finding uh, problems with COVID with um, with our, our lo- uh, with our uh, a supplier for for our, our bread options, and so we said, "All right, well, what can we do that's a little bit different?" So then we found a new supplier, and then we came up and made a uh, house-made uh, rum butter, I mean, a, a garlic butter sauce that uh, that we just experimented with and experimented through taste, and it just it was amazing. And we said, "All right, well, that's great." Um, we're looking at uh, some other options too. We uh, brought our Italian beef sandwich from one of our sister brands, um, from uh, Mickey's Retro Grill, mm-hmm. and then we looked at it, saying, "All right, well, we do a lot of Mexican food as well, so mm-hmm. we're looking at uh, a, a taco, so an Italian beef taco. So you got Italian beef pizza out there, so why not have an Italian beef taco or Italian beef quesadilla?" And so, so those are some different things that we're able to experiment, and we typically will do experiment with our uh, employees. Mm-hmm. And they like that. Yeah, they, <laughs> they love that because they're coming up with a lot of the, the, the items because um, uh, most of our employees do a build-your-own meal. Mm-hmm. And so some of those build-your-own meals tend to uh, influence um, some like, of the new stuff. Some of the new specials. stuff. So uh, we've had um, like um, with our Alfredo sauce. Everyone loves our Alfredo sauce, but uh, for like our nachos, we always just had shredded cheese. Mm-hmm. And so we had a couple of the employees like, well, you know, 
Alfredo's a lot of cheese in that. Let me try that with my nachos. And they're like, oh, this is better than nacho sauce. Mm-hmm. So the nacho cheese. So, uh, so those are things that we get customers now that they will order uh, their nachos and get a, a side of Alfredo sauce just for uh, for dipping their mm-hmm. uh, their nachos. And then um, like for uh, for fries, uh, we do a, a waffle fry. Mm-hmm. Um, and their seasoned waffle fry tastes great. But then got some employees that said, all right, well. We do Cajun chicken fettuccine Alfredo. How would the Cajun seasoning taste on my waffle fries? Oh, probably really good. <laughs> it's really good, and so <laughs> and so we get employees now that that get um, Cajun waffle fries. <laughs> right. Who do you guys try to target? Who's your target market? Do you guys actually try to reach out to a certain demographics, or are you just? Yeah, we uh, we uh, what we do is we basically have a a, um, a two different main uh, demographics for our, for our customers. So we got the first one is is for the lunch rush and lunch rush is going to be a lot of the the businesses that are local so um we're right across the street from saint mary's hospital and so the hospital and the doctor's offices are our primary uh focus and we work with a lot of the uh the drug reps as well that help uh, sponsor some of the meals for mm-hmm. uh, for some of the doctor's offices in the hospitals uh, for the nurses uh, we also do a lot with the school districts both the uh, maryville school district and the hobart school district uh, that um, uh, we um, have, they'll call in, do group orders uh, for the schools. Uh, a lot of the car dealerships uh, will do well, meals like, as well. You, you so. probably do a lot with the. I'm. I, I've been to. I. You do a lot with the hospital. The hospital people yes. come over. Now, do they? I know they're all busy, and I've been been to hospitals lately. Um, I know it's a lot of like in Chicago. You're seeing Grubhub just like coming into the hospital, mm-hmm. asking for people, and you see the nurses down there waiting for them. And so, do you do a lot with the Grubhub, or you have your own delivery? We don't or? do Grubhub. Uh, we uh, we chose a different partner, uh, DoorDash. Okay. And so, um, and with DoorDash, that they have a uh, they have a program that's called the Most Loved on DoorDash, which mm-hmm. is the the most elite um, restaurants that are on on the platform. Um, and they have like different requirements, about five or six different requirements uh, that you have to meet to become most loved on DoorDash. And we've been consistently uh, every month mm-hmm. being one of the most loved on DoorDash. Oh, really? And so you have to um, have like as far as like error rate has to be under 1%. You have to ha- be able to have air weight f- rate on your end. Yeah, so okay. like, like so the the food that's going out, then uh-huh. you can't have customers saying, "Well, I didn't get my, f- right. my fry. I didn't get this. ketchup." Right. <laughs> that's then the ingredients were wrong or whatever. <laughs> the, guy, so, the, the food yeah. goes ten miles, and the guy's like, "I didn't get ketchup." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So so uh, so we've maintained a, a very low error rate. Uh, we've had zero percent cancellation um, uh, due to. Um, yeah. Any errors on on our side, saying like not getting the food out or or having the food ready. The wait times for the dashers that uh, there's a target of uh, they need to be able to come in and out in less than two minutes. Yeah. And we're at like forty seconds. Oh wow. So oh, I mean, wow. So we're so you guys got it down. So we got it down pretty I tried, well. I tried doing that, Jose, and I had mm-hmm. a problem with all those delivery services. I'm gonna say yeah. a presentation too. <clears throat> like people think like restaurant presentation is important, which it is. But also to go presentation, That's like a tough I don't, one. I don't want to have something that doesn't necessarily do good in like a styrofoam box or right. like a plastic box. Like what you have now, I can, I can take that, put it in the fridge, very stackable. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's almost perfect to go. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's like one of those like the some of these restaurants now, the newer ones. I don't know they're trying to go with just everything grab and go. Like you come in, you just grab. And those are kind of like the containers you're using, like a clear exactly. clamshell container that's larger. But they're not microvolt. Micro- they're not microwavable. No. no, not at all. 
No, but it's uh, it's one of those where we try different ones that because of our food, a lot of our our food items we do salads, a lot of but sauce, we have, mm-hmm. have bowls and 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 there's some heat to it. Right. So and so we needed to make sure that it was a high heat uh, plastic container too, mm-hmm. so that uh, like whether you're getting a stir fry or an Alfredo bowl that is still able to withstand the heat. Folks, you're listening to uh, Let's Eat on 89.1 FM, Lakeshore Public Radio. And today our guest is Michael and his son, uh, Aiden, from uh, Lighthouse Whole Food and Grill. Huh? Whole Food Grill. Oh, from Whole Food <laughs> Grill. Didn't I? I'm not saying it right. No, you're saying it right. He, he wanted to say it to me. Like he you want to say what, what? Tell me the name of the restaurant. Lighthouse Whole Food Grill. Right. There you go. In, Ho- in Hobart. And uh, he's got uh, gift cards. So if you want to call in and. Get a chance to try some of this great food. The number is 219-769-9577. That's 219-769-9577. And um, tune in. and uh, Well, you should be tuned in if you heard this. And uh, check out um, what's going on at our uh, Instagram, Let's Eat, P-O-D. And you can see all the pictures. And you can see the video of me and Michael and Aiden from the Lighthouse Whole Food Grill in Hobart. And there's going to be one in um, Miller. So what's your best item, you think? Our number one selling individual item is our Cajun chicken fettuccine Alfredo. Mm-hmm. Um, as a section of the menu, that our, our signature bowls, salads, and wraps are, are the uh, as a section. So uh, we get uh, a lot of people like to have our salmon. So our salmon is offered in many different forms. So I bet I mean, you the salmon's gone first too. I bet it's gone. I know, <laughs> especially I the mango Asian. jerk salmon. Yeah. So. Um, now you got you got the place in uh, High Park. You got this place. Is there things there that they eat more than your? I mean, is there a difference in their f- taste? What people want from the different regions, the different areas? There, and there is that I would say that uh, they do a little bit more salmon than we do. We have um, we have a little bit more uh, chicken that we sell as well. So. Uh, but it's and we sell a lot more steak in, at our location than than they sell. They don't sell nearly as much steak as we do. So you think but. they're healthier over there? Uh, maybe not necessarily healthier <laughs> over there, but it's you but it is a a, a a different audience there that uh, and with the, there's there's a lot more people of course over in that high park region and a lot more uh, options and so. Um, but so the salmon is one of the things that definitely stand out. That uh, our, our salmon is uh, is one of our our, our best tasting uh, menu items. That and we get uh, everyone that comes in and has the salmon say, "Oh yeah, I eat this salmon every single day." So mm-hmm. it looked it looked like it was cooked perfect when I seen it. Uh, Jose it was had very it. flavorful. Yeah. yeah, you know, and when you did the game night, I, I snuck some food on the side, and the one I told you what it was, and I never really had it like this. Now you think, oh, here's a guy that's been in the re- restaurant business all his life since he's been. 11 years old but mm. it was one of the bowls that had like lettuce i think it had rice in it it had chicken on it it had a little sp- oh it was so good yeah the, uh, i never I, I, I don't <laughs> think i've ever put rice and lettuce together with a sauce yes and then that's uh, the sauces is one of the things that, that make the uh, make the lighthouse stand out too because with the sauces we have a lot of house-made sauces it's not just a standard dressing that's coming out of a bottle and i mean right. these are things that we make like our uh, with our jerk chicken bowl, it's with our, our dirty mustard dressing, and it's a it's house made uh, that we we make it in house every week. That we're we're making our, our own bottles of it, and and it's what makes it dirty. It's got a little bit of kick to it. That's why it's good. Okay, I <laughs> so, like that though. So I like a lot of kick. It's like a honey mustard, but it's, it's got, got a kick to it. So oh. that's why I call it dirty mustard. And I was then, gonna say because I'm eating it right at the second. Uh, the <laughs> broccoli cheddar soup or yes. broccoli. 
can you tell us anything about that or is it a secret? Because yeah, well, the, um, it's very interesting flavor. Yes. Well, one of the things that um, and we do soup seasonally, so mm-hmm. October through March uh, is our soup season. And then when you cut it off in the summertime. And then we cut it off for the summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sales in summertime for soup I goes agree. down some. So, uh, so when we were uh, making, uh, we were tasting uh, different flavors of soup and we were trying to say, all right, well, it just didn't taste lighthouse enough where – uh, we're missing the, the the punch that that and the flavor that um, that we normally did. So so we mm-hmm. use uh, some some uh, different seasoning to to change it up and and added a little bit of extra uh, cheese into it. Uh, so it's got a, a more of a Parmesan cheese added in with the, with the cheddar. Does a lot of your so, stuff have a lot of punch to it though? Does it seem like you guys kind of tilt a little bit towards the heat or? Well, not necessarily always towards the heat, but it's more flavor. So that's I was going to say like compared to other ones, that's like. The exact opposite of bland, because mm-hmm. I don't know. It's almost like a, a you, you like lemon rice. Soup, oh yeah, right? mm-hmm. it's almost like a little bit of lemon ricey for some reason. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's because of like the fork, but it tasted <laughs> fantastic. I, I can imagine next season that we may end up with a lemon rice soup too, just because some of our employees are like, oh, if we just did lemon rice, I I love the lemon rice soup. They love all of our. Call soups me up. Course. I'll show you how to make. It. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there you go. I mean, I mean, gallons and a... gallons and millions <laughs> of gallons of that stuff. This <laughs> millions. So your stuff is what um, hormone free. Yes. No uh, antibiotics. Um, Grass-fed steak. So uh, we use where you uh, source wild your, caught. How do you, where, where do you source from? We have a couple different uh, sourcing partners, and especially nowadays, you, you have to have multiple backup suppliers. That it's it's if it's not one thing, it's another. That it's like like it's uh, we just came off of salmon being hard to get, really? and then now it, it's it's little things like rice. Right. <laughs> so rice is uh, expected next year to be a hot commodity that's hard to get. It's already hard to get right now where we're uh, I'm scrambling uh, just to try different locations just to get uh, to get our rice. You know, a lot of that is because of the climate change. Some yes. of these areas where they're growing it are just getting bamboozled by mm-hmm. floods or hurricanes, and, and it's just ruining the whole food chain. Exactly. Not and counting it, the war. And domestic uh, sources for rice with the uh, the hurricane that um, that that hit last month that that uh, kind of messed up some of the rice fields and some of the droughts and stuff that you see on the west coast uh, west coast with with lettuce uh, the, the romaine prices are triple what we were paying earlier this year. So and people don't realize that probably in the old days now it's different. In the old days, probably once maybe twice a year there was always an influx on tomato mm-hmm. or lettuce. Or something, some commodity that everyone uses, and you just kind of dealt with it for like a month or whatever, and then you get over it. I mean, I remember tomatoes, you know, it used to be like you can get tomatoes for nine, 12 bucks a whole case. Right. You know, and then always once a year, it'd go up to like $50, you know, something crazy. But nowadays, mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing that constantly. It's like a gamut of, you know, you know, whack-a-mole. What's going to be the <laughs> highest item for the week, isn't it? It is, and it, the hardest part about it is that when you have all of those fluctuations, because it's going up and it's coming back down, and so it's, we can't just pass on. No, it's hard to pass on. We so can't be switching your menu constantly. Ex- exactly. So uh, we we hold the price as much as we can, and and I mean, we recently just had to make an adjustment on salmon price, being like just saying like, well, the the price just went up too high. Yeah, you had to do but, a little surcharge or something and, on it, and it and it was consistently high. So yeah. it's, it's not just those one or two weeks. Um, I mean, uh, for avocados, avocados. Uh, went up to $100 a case, yeah. and then they come back down $35 a case. And, and so, and that's, so when, when you're paying three times the, the cost, so it's like saying, like, well, 
Man, this guac, I'm probably adding some some change or some some dollars into that. <laughs> oh yeah, I I was it. watching a special about guacamole. It's almost like uh, gold. Yeah, the way mm-hmm. they deal with it in Mexico and stuff, it's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, it's not like just farmers growing it. There's like mm-hmm. people trying to um, steal it and hijack trucks and everything over avocados. Wow, right? You know, just a you know like a black market in a way like that. Yeah, so it's, so that's uh, probably one of the big challenges is uh, to say how do we manage in these times. But uh, we've uh, been able to anything settled down at all? Has it settled down at all? Avocados have settled down. So yeah, I saw that in right a, all these headed for like ninety. <laughs> but no, but I mean things in general. It's it's still oh, no. like no, it's still like you're walking over pins. Like you don't know what pin's going to hit you next and, and strike up the yeah, price. You, certain things have, have settled down a little bit, and others have gotten worse. And so, as like I said, it's just one of those where it's just part of the business. We look at um, at least um, this. We don't know when it's going to change back, but um, now we're just looking at it. It's, like it's one of those things where we've got to roll with, with the punches and and we uh, try to uh, adjust costs uh, in other places that um, where can we control costs the best, and we just try to take advantage. How about your container supplies? Is that hard to get? Um, they were. Uh, we found a, a new supplier that's uh, been able to uh, to meet our demands and and been, been able to uh, get the price into a place where we need and and try to uh, just now deal with shipping. But um, it's always something. Isn't it's, it? So it's always something. But it's it's uh, it's been one of those that we've been pretty happy with uh, them being able to, to at least be been able to make sure that we have we have the containers <laughs> and, and before we start talking it. about your menu more how about the labor how's that been working out you get finally settled in got we've, some people we've been a, a blessed company uh that uh the lighthouse is always based off of our, our mission of being get of, of giving mm-hmm. um and and the number of, of free meals and stuff that the lighthouse gives out uh annually uh both in high park and and in hobart that uh we've, seen, we've reaped the benefit of that is that that with our labor that we would never um, we get an application, and that means probably somebody else is, is probably we're gonna find out somebody's gonna quit. So yeah, so it's it's always been a, a replacement. That's probably the hardest. That's there. always been the hardest part of the restaurant business to me is like you get to know someone, you work mm-hmm. with them, they're a good worker, and then we're it seems like the restaurant unless you're an upper man is usually a stepping platform for them to do something exactly. else, and it, it gets hard. Does that mean it does? Yeah, we we get uh, uh, half the staff is uh, from from high school, right. high school, a lot of Hobart students, and uh, we've been blessed to get a, a lot of the uh, uh, the upperclassmen that were, are doing really good in school, and on a roll, top twenty five in the class, and and, and they so, have the, the what is it called like a, a work program where they yes. get do a half a day. We had that too. They come and yeah. work and. You know they, you know, and those are always seem to be good kids. They're always great kids, and I mean, they're being that they're in the top of class. They're always in a lot of the you know, different events. They, event, uh, they don't, real, too, they don't so. realize they think, oh, it's just a restaurant, but really, they're getting good life mm-hmm. training. Yes, they are. You know, got to be into work all the time. Um, you got to hold the standards. Mm-hmm. You got to be nice to people. Yes. You know, when you work in the steel mill, you're just working with a machine. You can yell at the machine as much as you want. <laughs> when you're in the restaurant, it's not like that at all. They often do yell at the machines, too. <laughs> and, and they find, too, to see that with, with rushes, to be able to, to have the um, adversity of, of being able to see, well, sometimes it's slow. You can take your time. And other times it's, it's very busy and you have to right. go a lot faster. Right. Um, and also that, I mean, the, the bad thing, like, for us is that it's uh, typically if you get in a senior that you get about nine months, eight yeah. months, and yeah. then they're off to college. And, 
and and then you got the next uh, crew that you got to bring in and yeah. get trained up. So so uh, you you get a little bit of turnover that way, but uh, but but it's been a like I said, it's been great that we haven't had to to adjust our hours based off of labor. That we've known yeah. a lot of other businesses uh, have have gone through some of the pains of not being able to staff to to, to even be able to open, but. Uh, we haven't had that that issue. It's just that it's uh, sometimes it's a little bit busier. We got to work a little bit extra hours, right. but uh, but you know, we but love you our know staff. What, so. You know, and, and also people don't realize like when you serve a bunch of people and you hear them eating and they, and they're enjoying their food and you get there's there's a reward. Mm-hmm. You yep. get a reward back that you know you did a good job and you you please some people. Folks, I passed their paycheck a little bit. <laughs> yeah, reward and pay is and also good. reward That's and good. pay. That's very, very smart for seven very years smart. old. Yeah, reward and pay, and also in food that we do give meals out right. for our employees right. too. That's so they get a, I never a knew. I meal, never so. understood a restaurant that made their employees pay for their meal. Yeah, I so, mean, mm-hmm. you should get. You know, just, you should be. I mean, it's just a meal. I mean, and actually, after a while, the employee doesn't take advantage of you because they eat so much of it, and then they start right. doing what you do. Said. They experiment, they play around, but they don't eat like a lot anymore. Exactly. So, folks, uh, we got 20 minutes left. If you want to call in, uh, we have the folks from the Lighthouse Whole Food, Whole Food Grill. Right. Whole Food, <laughs> Whole Food Grill from uh, Hobart, and they're going to open up a brand new one in Miller. So, give us a call. We got Michael Chichani here and his son and Aiden. Aiden Chichani. That's right. 219 769 9577. That's 219 769 9577. And Michael from the uh, Lighthouse Whole Food, Whole Food Grill. Grill. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I like that. Has uh, gift cards to give out, so give us a call and um, you can check them out. I mean, this gives you a reason to get there. Mm-hmm. So let's go over a little bit of your menu. So you have uh, signature wraps, you have bowls, you have burritos. Now, can you get anything in a bowl, anything in a wrap, anything? How does it work? Yeah, I so mean, it's almost like too much to take in sometimes. So we have some standard meals that that allow you to order quickly just order the standard way that comes Mm -hmm. a a standard pairing but we also have what we call a build your own and so uh, whether it's a salad wrap or a bowl if it's tacos nachos quesadillas or stir fry bowl uh, you're able to build your own where you pick your own protein you pick the toppings pick what sauces you want and you're picking what format you want it and we'll make it uh, to order so um, everything every order whether you build a signature or build your own it's going to be made to order it's just a matter of um, if you want to use our suggestions of what comes on the meal or if you want to do it your own way so what's a chimichanga so if a chimichanga is the same uh, like our, one of our burritos but then we actually take it over to our our flat top grill and then we'll uh, put that on the grill till it makes it the uh, shell of the chimichanga becomes a, a little bit uh, crispier Okay, and now quesadillas, I mean, how are those done? No, so the quesadilla, we'll use one of our 12-inch tortillas, and we'll uh, uh, fill it with the cheese and, and all of the toppings. Ooh, so it comes standard with Spanish rice, um, grilled corn, black beans, lettuce, mm. tomatoes, Mexican blend cheese, sauce and sour cream, and your choice of protein. And um, we fold that over, that grill it, good. and we cut it up into four slices. And it tastes amazing. We have uh, four different tortilla options. You can order it with spinach, hmm. uh, tomato, wheat, or flour tortillas. So, and you have gluten-free ones or no? Uh, no gluten-free on the tortillas, but um, our uh, taco shells are gluten-free. Um, and then also, like, so you use our, a corn shell? Yes, use a corn okay. shell. A butter-grilled corn shell. So, and we wrap the tortillas to make the tortillas white. Just, oh, so you flatten them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, oh. we slap it with a spatula, so, and he's had an opportunity to try to do that too. So, so you do 
So you do? Do you do? I'm sure you got vegan options. We have a lot of vegan options and gluten free options. Do you get so a lot of those people there? Do you feel like that? Cause, we do. Because I do. know, I know when we had the restaurant, when, when someone's gluten free, they tell you they're gluten free. Yes. They want to make sure. Yes, and so um, any of our our bowls and our salads or our tacos are all gluten free options. Uh, where uh, we of course uh, using uh, our brown rice, the cilantro lime brown rice, uh, or Spanish rice, which is uh, derived from a brown rice. Um, and you have your salads are going to be on either romaine lettuce or, or spinach. And so uh, our romaine lettuce isn't pre shredded. It's not uh, not coming out of a bag. We're uh, getting fresh. Uh, uh, heads of lettuce, and we're uh, cutting well, those up every day. You know, you make everything order to fr- fresh to order. Yes. So, your sauces. How many sauces? Do you, what sauces do you make from scratch? Oh, we make a ton of sauces do you? from scratch. So now, are you, are you are you twenty of them? Really? So, are you are you making them as you're making the dish, or no? Or we make it in, in, in a batch. Bulk? I mean, we make it in bulk just because again we and are a fast service. Right. So, so uh, we'll uh, we uh, cup them up, um, and we also. Uh, have them in bottles. So if it's on, going on a, a wrap or a burrito or a chimichanga, we're going to have the sauces going to be inside of it. Uh, if what you sauces order, do you order? I mean, you said you got twenty. Just give us a so because so, I see your do, stuff and I see that yes. they're mixed, but they don't all 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 of them offer a sauce with them. You tell them people tell you what sauce they want on them. They uh, if it's a bowl or a salad or, or um, it's going to come with a sauce. Every one of them will have a sauce that we that we recommend. That's particular to that. Exactly. Okay. But just because we recommend that, you can still change that. So um, we, we make our own salsa uh, in-house. Uh, we make our own, um, again, our own honey mustard dressing, uh, our dirty mustard. Uh, we have a avalanche, which is like basically a spicy ranch that we that we make uh cranberry vinaigrette dressing mm, that it's sounds a, good it's a house made our, our uh, mango uh, vinaigrette dressing is again house made so uh quite a few different dressings that we're we're doing because you, the you have a lot inside. of lettuce items things yes. that have like now your jerk describe what a jerk is like not me but describe <laughs> what the the seasonings like so of course uh, the um the ingredients of the jerk sauce is is proprietary but okay. uh we do uh, have a uh, house made where it's going to have uh, spicy peppers that are inside of there along with uh, different seasonings and uh, we combine that in uh, with, uh, with our house seasonings and so you're, you're getting is basically a, a double impact on, on the seasoning because you have the seasoning of the sauce but you also have the uh, seasoning that we do with the with the proteins so all of our proteins are are, are seasoned in, in, a, in a bigger batch so whether it's uh, the tuna or it's the the salmon the chicken, um, uh, veggie crumbles, which are again the soy-based meats, uh, tofu. Let's uh, say uh, extra firm tofu, and again that it's it's seasoned, so it's, it tastes just as good as our our, our uh, chicken taste. So you can get the tofu as as a protein substitute for anything that you yes. offer. Yes. Now you buy into tofu. I, I do. I, I don't. I'm not a, a big tofu eater myself. Uh-huh. I, 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 do you I've do well with tofu? Tofu. We, we do well with tofu. That I mean, our tofu is, is, is some of the best tofu you ever taste. And one of the things that's the that's different is that <laughs> that I, and I and the, for me personally, I, I had bad experiences with tofu because of my travels. That I spent a lot of time overseas, and mm-hmm. so when you're overseas, that 
they don't season the, as, as much. Um, they eat pretty much they, they, they'll cook it or fry it in, and you just eat it, and then, but they don't add the, the seasonings to it. And so mm-hmm. when you don't have the seasoning and you don't have the texture of the meat that you normally eat, then it, it kind of throws you off a little bit. But with ours, um, again, it's going to be yeah. extra firm, but the, the seasoning, the flavor that you, you can have tofu um, with Cajun seasoning. You can have it with the uh, jerk seasoning, buffaloed, barbecued. So mango jerk, so you you can have it with a lot of different flavor options and profiles. Yeah. So do you do you pre marinate any of your meats? Do you marinate any items? Well, uh, we uh, do with a, a more of like a dry rub. A marinade. dry rub. So so it's like it's seasoned and then it's, it's sitting in the, with the seasoning. Yeah, and the juices come out and exactly. it almost looks like a liquid marinade, but it's actually it's all natural. Yes. You do that with your steak. We do with our steak as well. Yes. And how do you what do you use to marinate that? So it's a uh, Worcester sauce that, that we use okay. that, uh, that um, along with uh, several so old, different seasonings. I haven't heard that. You know, I used to work with the chef, and when we did our – what kind of – what kind of you – skirt steak, what do you use? Uh, we use top round. Top round, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we used to we used to use the, you know, all those uh, like uh, Worcestershire and stuff yes. like that. I haven't used that stuff in a long time. Sometimes in soup I do. Yeah, and, and, and you, when you add that with uh, all the different seasonings that we that we do, and then let that marinate in, and then uh, once we cook it, that it's a, um, and we always get people their first time saying like, oh, what well, can I get? I want it medium rare. So I'm like, no, it's it's cooked it. Well, you know, it's good. Bad, you, so we can't can't actually cook you know, it differently. Top brown's good. Yes. A lot of people use like skirt or flat steak mm-hmm. for stuff like that when stir fries, which is a little stringy. Yeah. You know I mean, but the, so you use that when you make your Italian beef. No. Or is it called an Italian beef? No, um, our, our Italian beef is is, is different, and mm-hmm. so uh, we have a um, we have one of our partners that provide us the uh, the, the Italian beef. Okay, and so uh, so we are uh, doing more of uh, marinating that uh, with with our our uh, au jus sauce, and and then um, and then we're adding it again with the different spice levels that we're able to do with the uh, the jerk Italian beef. That we use our, our jerk sauce um, and, and we grill it, uh, the beef with the jerk sauce and then uh, add the au jus to it. So, so you got ground turkey? We do. You, have got, you buy in a ground turkey? Yeah. I, the ground turkey, that before I had uh, started with the lighthouse, that it, uh, ground turkey, I was like, ah, I'm not really a big ground turkey. It's just, again, the flavor. But mm-hmm. um, our ground turkey is some of the best ground turkey that that you can And what take, is it so. used in? What, it, what, really how's it cooked? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's cooked ground turkey. I so mean, so used in, uh, t- primarily you'll see it with uh, a lot of the, the our, our, our Mexican items, the tacos, so it's, nachos, so it's it's used sort of like ground beef. So yes. you you cook it like a ground yeah, beef, and then exactly. you use it on crumble things. It. Yeah. I think it took me a year to learn how to use ground turkey because every time I would cook it, it would like dry out and it's yes. really bland. But then I learned how to. You, you just got to season the heck out of it. Yes, use a lot of liquid. Too. And you got to sauce it up too. Sauce it up, but you, you know what? Really, you don't like. You don't think you so? have the, yeah, with our ground turkey. I mean, the seasoning on there is, is done so well, but and, and we use the same um, uh, uh, seasoning. We do that on our veggie crumbles as well, and both of them. I mean that. Uh, you wouldn't be able to tell that it's not, not like a ground beef. You know, and folks out there, you know, ground turkey or turkey is like the lowest fat item you can have other mm-hmm. than tofu or water. Right. <laughs> I mean, really, that's like if you want if you want to go zero or like low, low, low mm-hmm. fat content, no cholesterol, no, you know, anything, turkey's the best. 
Yeah, and if you're on a uh, low-carb diet that, right. that with the ground turkey and the grilled chicken, I mean, those are going to be the, the items that you're going to want to eat. And then with us uh, serving brown rice, that, I mean, you actually are, are doing zero. your meal prep you're by almost, just coming into the restaurant. You know, like if there's people that can't have too much fat mm-hmm. in a day, I mean, really, if they go to your place, the, the Lighthouse Grill over there in Hobart, they can get the ground turkey and some lettuce. Yes. You know what I mean? Some rice. And a, something, a sauce that's more like a maybe an olive oil with a vinegar or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have something like that. Yeah, like you're looking at cilantro lime vinegar. Yeah, you're yeah. looking at zero fat content almost. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And I got to say, too, like having sampled all your items, you probably see me going back there. I yeah, wanted to try I, everything. <laughs> and I have to say, it's like consistently great across the board. Yeah. And I was expecting, like, I, I'm not expecting because I've had you guys before, but when places do multiple things, like one thing's lacking, or they're not. Right. They're it's not as strong. Their chicken's not as strong as their steak. But you're consistently great across the board. The yeah, we, salmon and everything. Is we're great. trying to hold everything to a very high uh, standard, and that's what we were talking about earlier. But when we're when we're trying, like with even with the the broccoli cheddar soup, saying that like, well, it has to meet a lighthouse standard. That we, we look at it, mm-hmm. everything that that we're bringing on. So your standards gotta, are basically flavor. Yes, a lot of flavor to and, it. And, and low-fat, really. Yes. A lot of low-fat items, you know, gluten-free. So I, I noticed on your menu you have these pictures of these little tags. What are they about? Like uh, you have a little jalapeno, I think it is, and you have a little – like so So if somebody is vegan, they just – Yes. How so, do they – this way so you have them? your uh, – you have options uh, with uh, – we try to uh, – This helps them maneuver through it. Right. Gluten-free. Yeah, <laughs> with the gluten-free options, we want to make sure that they know which options are gluten-free, which options are vegan, which options are vegetarian, uh, being that uh, they're not quite the same. Um, then we also uh, want to make sure with the spice level because of their – we do have uh, it's a, a misperception that everything is spicy. Not mm-hmm. everything is spicy. That we have some items. If it says jerk or mango jerk or buffalo, it's going to be spicy. If it doesn't say those three things, it's not going to be spicy. And, and, and to, to, so people know that there's a little tag on there that right. shows a little jalapeno on there. Exactly on so, the menu. Yes. <laughs> that's, I've never, I've never yep. seen, I've never seen the jalapeno <laughs> tag. I've seen. You know, gluten-free and vegan and uh, stuff like that, but never. How hot do you guys get? I mean, you guys got hot, hot, or can you kick it up? If somebody says, hey, I want this, but kick it up, can you do that for them? The the way you would uh, kick it up is do, like, extra jerk sauce. Extra jerk sauce will will get it, uh, will uh, uh, really increase the spice level of it. Uh, but um, you know, typically, like I said, even like we said, our, our Cajun chicken fettuccine Alfredo, that, that's the for a new customer. That's one of their first concerns, saying like, well, it's Cajun chicken. Um, is that going to be too spicy? I'm not really a spicy person. And we have to tell them, like, no, our, our Cajun seasoning has flavor. But flavor, but not heat. Not heat. Everyone thinks no Cajun's heat. is hot, hot. But yeah, it isn't. But it isn't. It's just a lot of different flavors. Exactly. But if you want heat, no. Well, well we have the heat. If you want the heat, we have it. But if it's... <laughs> The standard no. It's, it's so what bread? What standard. breads do you offer? You have the garlic rolls. Yeah. So we typically we do the garlic rolls as, as the main bread that we offer, but then we also on our, our Italian beef sandwiches. So you, you do have do, a sub roll. We have a yeah. So we have it's a, a French roll. Okay. Uh, that uh, the, uh, Toronto French roll uh, that that we use. That um, it's those are the two main breads, but everything else is going to be low carb. So again, with with the rice or or with the uh, taco shell or, or the tortilla, green tomatoes. The fried green tomatoes are awesome. So we we had uh, like one uh, neighbor. Do you guys uh, actually get green tomatoes in and cut them up and fry them? Get wow. them in, cut them up. I've never so, seen a frozen one, anyways. No, no. These are all fresh and and again, 
we uh, all of our vegetables are all fresh that uh, we're we're bringing them in we're cutting them up that uh it's it's not as uh, like i said our lettuce our tomatoes when we make our salsa that we're grilling the tomatoes right on the grill that and and we're um our, our guacamole we're getting the avocados and cutting the avocados and it's every day you have to do because it, it yes. turns out and you do pico yeah, we pico do pico de... as well pico de gallo that yeah. uh, we again make that in-house we're cutting up the onions we're uh, cutting pico up the peppers so. okay yeah. real quick we're only down to believe it or not we, we blew through an hour already <laughs> mm-hmm. okay uh some of the desserts that you offer you have uh uh, pecan pie cake are these all cakes you do all cakes yes yeah, the uh, bliss cakes and so we have as uh, one of my childhood friends I uh, came up with the uh, bliss cake bliss up cakes. line and so that uh, we grew up together in Country Club Hills Illinois and and so he moved down to Atlanta and uh, uh, during the COVID he he, he came out and, and launched his company he was a DJ uh, he still is a DJ and and but um, when COVID hit that uh, a lot of the DJing gigs um, yeah, dried up, and so he, he spent a lot of times on his other passion of baking, and he came up with the Bliss Cakes, and he was in a couple Atlanta-based restaurants, and it's a high-end dessert. They had the Bliss Cakes, and, and we looked at it and tasted it, and we were like, wow, this is amazing. This is It meets the Lighthouse standard. And yeah, so, you have uh, potato pecan cake, which I've never seen. Yeah, seen the sweet potato pe- and pota- oh, sweet sweet potato. potato pecan cake. You have uh, butter almond cake, mm-hmm. peach vanilla cake. Yep. Chocolate raspberry cake, yes. they all sound delicious. And they are. And then the, uh, you uh, pair that with a house-made rum butter sauce. So, oh. uh, and that yeah. rum butter sauce. We're going to have to have you back when level. you open up your Miller store. Yes. You know, and maybe next year. Um, we're down to the last couple minutes, so I just want to – you do catering. We'll go we, do, this we do catering. So we have a catering menu. We can do buffet style or you can do half wrap. So, like, if you're uh, trying to do more more of a budget where we can do, like, a brown bag where you get a wrap, a uh, bag of chips, and a water. Is it all pickup or do you guys deliver it? We'll, for a catering order, we will deliver for, for a catering, okay. catering order. But no people to serve it. No, no, we don't do the uh, the serving. Okay, um, your delivery they're, service they're is who? It's DoorDash and Uber Eats. Okay, and any new projects um, other than Miller? That's a huge project. Hiller, Miller's is our is our, our big project, and we'll be looking uh, for other locations that uh, get a little bit closer well, to the Illinois border. Need loyalty lo- loyalty cards. We do a loyalty program that's a digital loyalty program that's tied to your phone number. Okay. Uh, you get one point for every dollar you spend. You get up to 100 points. You get $5 off. You got 30 seconds to tell me about anything I forgot to ask you. All right. Well, again, then uh, November, we did just start our, our winter hours. And so uh, we are closing at 4.30 p.m. on Fridays. And, uh, and we also have the Saturday hours are back open now. So we are open Saturday evenings from 5 to 8 p.m. And come see us. We're in Hobart, right across from St. Mary's Hospital, uh, 1403 South Lake Park Avenue. Phone number? Our phone number is 219-945-3188. You can order on the phone. How about online? You can order on, online as well as through the uh, Toast Takeout app. So you can order either way. Well, I want to thank, again, I want to thank Michael Chichani and his son, um, Aiden, from the Lighthouse Whole Food Grill for joining us here in the studio. And... Uh, Real quick, we got to say goodbye. And uh, folks, remember, hug your family and kiss your dog. Yasu.